Now, ever since I was six days old, I was confused. I mean, I'm six days old. I'm at war with the Japanese. I don't even know why. I've never even met a Japanese, except for Kimiko, and she was a sweetheart. She understood my humor. But Father Frank tells me to go to war with the Japanese. I go to war with the Japanese. So I'm at a warehouse in the Meadowlands waiting to hand out war terms to the Yakuza. I'm six days old. I don't got the motor control to hand anyone anything. But Father Frank tells me to go hand war terms to the Yakuza. I go to the Meadowlands, I hand out war terms to the Yakuza. Because if I know one thing, is that if you want to be a gangster, you got to do what the boss says. And ever since I was born, I wanted to be a gangster. But even that was starting to confuse me. I mean, I'm six days old, I'm standing in a warehouse in the Meadowlands next to Rye the Wino, who everybody hates. And I'll tell you what, it's starting to confuse him too. Oh, why the fuck do we do this shit? Says Rye the Wino. I mean, I'm seven days old, I could have done anything. Why'd I ever get mixed up in a crazy business like this? So I says to Rye the Wino, hey Rye the Wino, I'm a little confused on that score myself. Let's say we get a couple of cognacs if it don't make a little more sense over a drink. Rye the Wino says, Oh man, I need a drink with you like I need a hole in the head. And I'm worried by the end of the day I'll have both. People in New Jersey called Rye the Wino, Rye the Wino, because he always whined and he was the only person in New Jersey who never drank. I tell you, baby, says Rye the Wino. If I had the choice between being here with you and being in jail, this very moment, I'd be sharing a bunk with a gal named Butch. And I says to him, hey, Rye the Wino, what is jail? He says, oh, baby, you'll find out soon enough. Jail's where the government puts you when they're done with you. And his answer confused me. But I knew that if jail had anything to do with the government, jail must be a bad place. So I imagined it looking like the warehouse in the Meadowlands where Father Frank sent me and Rye the Wino to wait for the Yakuza. Now that was a bad place. A dark place filled with crates, filled with bullshit, cheap bullshit, toys that look like you might get them for free at a dentist's office, stacked to the ceiling and packed with other toys that look like they might have teeth in them. And everywhere there wasn't toys, there were mice swimming on top of each other. And these mice looked a lot tougher than Grandpa gave them credit for. I saw one mouse big as the little planets in my solar system mobile. I saw another mouse with one of the little plants from my solar system mobile on his mouth. Big letters on the back said, Made in Japan. I says to Rye the Wino, hey Rye the Wino, let's say we forget about that drink and the Yakuza. Let's get out of here and see if we can't find a nice jail. I tugged on Rye the Wino's diaper and it was soaking wet. So I says to him, Rye the Wino, if you're gonna have an accident, that's fine. I'm six days old, I'll probably have one myself. Just give a baby a heads up before he touches your leg. But when I looked back down at my hand, it was all red. And Rye the Wino had a big hole in the head. Through that hole, I see a member of the Yakuza standing behind him, and I watch as the sick son of a bitch uses a samurai sword to cut Rai's head clean off. What the fuck, I says. Why did you do that? And the Yakuza says to me, That is what I do. I'm a gangster. So I says, that's not what gangsters do. Gangsters don't cut people's heads off. Gangsters get light in the head with their gang, drinking cognacs and slapping ass. 
and the Yakuza saw I was getting ready to cry, so he held me and started rubbing my back. Perhaps in times of peace, little one, but we are at war. So I says to the warrior, hey warrior, what is war? At this point I know what war is, but I'm a baby. I ask people questions I know they know the answer to because I want them to love me. But to my surprise, the warrior's answer surprised me. He says to me, War is a dance which defines its dancers. It is a proving ground by which bravery is tested. Look at my sword. What do you think of it? I said, I fucking hate that sword. The warrior says, No, you fear this sword because my war dance has proven it to be dangerous. And just as this sword's worth is proven only after it's been put to use, a man's bravery is only proven once tested in war. I'm sure you thought your friend was brave. Who, Rye? No, I always thought he was a cunt. And now it is proven. But had he gotten the better of me, I, not he, would be the cunt on the ground. Such is the power of war. It can make warriors of cunts, and cunts of great warriors. And a man who was a gangster in peacetime, in war, can prove himself to be a hero. So I says to the warrior, hey warrior, what is peace? And this I really don't know. But the warrior takes my hand and says, perhaps I can show you. We've had enough war for today. Now ever since I was seven days old, I wanted to know what peace was. I'd figured out what it meant, but I wanted to know what it was. Does that make sense? I wanted to experience peace for myself. And when the warrior took me to live among the Yakuza, I learned more about peace than I ever had in New Jersey. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was still in New Jersey. The warriors lived in Chinatown. I recognized their house from my father's mail route. But everything in Chinatown was a little different. And not just because people spoke Japanese. Chinatown was a magical place where everyone ate rice all the time, and they didn't wear shoes inside, but somehow their houses smelled less like feet. And the people were generous. The warrior presented me to his wife as a gift. Her own infant son had been slain by Father Frank in single combat. She was despondent from grief and in agony from mastitis, so she happily took me to feed at her breast. I tried to ask her for a cognac for the chase it, but the warrior refused to teach me the words cognac, sweetheart, in Japanese. He told me the Japanese language requires a softer tongue. But with that notable exception, the warrior and his wife availed to me the full breadth of their knowledge. They taught me words like breath and the veiled. They taught me karate and shit and the art of the sword, but by a mile, the greatest weapon the Japanese had were their words. I learned to share their regard for Japan's softer tongue, which could wound you in one instant and soothe you in the next. As the warrior's wife read me poetry, the warrior would teach me calligraphy, though the two forms were indelibly intertwined. Their calligraphy was a poetry unto itself, and every writer was both painter and poet. The ornate nature of their alphabet was a counterpoint to the profound simplicity of the words they invoked. 
and every word they said was some elegant shit to think about. In New Jersey, the drama of life revolved around whether or not your adult cousin was gonna fuck your prom date. In Japanese poetry, the drama of life revolved around the natural world. With a 17-syllable haiku, a Japanese poet could describe the fall of an empire by telling you a story about the rising of the moon. Poetry's badass, I says to the warrior. And the warrior says to me, Poetry is the language of peace. But I quickly learned that even in times of peace, war is never far away. That first night I was there, the supreme kingpin of the Yakuza popped in for dinner. He showed up unannounced, walked in like some kind of big shot. Don't even take his shoes off till he's halfway through the mudroom. Feet probably dirtier than shit. And even though I can't smell them, I know there's something supremely rotten with this supreme kingpin. I mean, I can't take my eyes off of him. The warrior's wife couldn't either. She bowed stupid low when he entered the room, and I didn't even think about slapping that ass. So the warrior's left to cut the tension. He says to him, Thank you for joining us. It's not every day we have a supreme kingpin of the Yakuza for dinner. The kingpin says, Tonight, don't think of me as the supreme kingpin of the Yakuza. Think of me as your guest, who happens to be able to have you killed. Now that's a real boilerplate joke, but the warrior and his wife are teehee like you never heard in your life. And I've been waiting to hear them teehee. It hurts my feelings, honestly, because I've been cracking jokes since I showed up. But I says to myself, take it easy, sweetheart. It's just a joke. Still, the hits kept coming. Before anyone was allowed to eat, we had to wait for this supreme douchebag of the Yakuza to recite some poem. He says to us, it's a war poem. And unfortunately, it's impossible for me to translate the war poems succinctly into English. The syllable patterns are too specific, too many words have too many meanings, but I'll try to give you the beats. Love was born in the summer, when jade leaves curled in your hair, like the wet heat which rises from the sage tea on our lips. But love was proven in the winter, and hidden in the freeze as the men rode home from battle. So I says to him, war poem sounds like a love poem to me. Supreme Kingpin says, The poem is impossible to translate to the ear of a baby. Too many words have too many meanings for one who knows neither the meaning of war nor love. Seems pretty straightforward, I says to him. I mean, what's the double meaning? Is it about a guy who's in love with war? Or maybe he's at war with who he loves? Hey, what is war anyway? Is it like jail? Maybe the poem's about a guy in jail who loves going to war with his girlfriend named Butch. And before I could say, it's a joke, sweetheart, I'm sure the poem invites infinite interpretations of equal validity. They all took turns, the warrior, his wife, the kingpin. My sweet ass was getting slapped harder than a girlfriend named Butch. It's a cultural thing. They take disrespect to your elders real serious in Chinatown. I tried not to take it personal, but for some reason, unbeknownst to me, I began shouting, I hate you, I hate you. Me, I'm seven days old. 
What do I gotta hate anybody for? But I'm crying all the way to my room, shouting, I hate you all! I slammed shut the bamboo that sectioned off my room, but as it was incredibly thin, I could still hear the grown-up's conversation at full volume. The kingpin told the warrior he would no longer have the chance to prove himself in war. Now the warrior was crying on account of how much he loved to prove himself in war. But I stopped crying and smiled. Not because I really hated the warrior, but because I loved him and I didn't want him to leave. I smiled. For the first time since becoming a gangster, I felt safe knowing my daddy figure was gonna be home. And I began to wonder if safety was all that peace was. But ever since I turned eight days old, I hated peace.